Diary of a Fund Manager, number 355, 8th November 2021, Groundhog Day. In this week's diary, volatility is appearing in unusual places, whilst other parts of the financial system seem to have developed an immunity to bad news. Also, the differences between monetary policy managed by central bankers and fiscal spending, which is in the gift of politicians. The impact of money printing varies depending on the source. And so it goes. Equities had another good week, as did bonds. Sterling sagged for reasons that I will come on to later. COP26 struggled to appear more than a talking shop, whilst seemingly insensitive to events in Glasgow, the chief executive of BP described his company as a cash machine, which is what happens when the price of oil is on a rising trend and demand exceeds expectations. Covid infection rates are rising in Europe, but late on Friday came the news from Pfizer that it has developed an effective pill. German industrial production remains weak, with the unassailable supremacy of the car manufacturers in doubt. The world seems less interested in buying revamped 10-year-old diesel designs, with a battery filling up a large part of the boot than anticipated. In the US, over half a million new jobs were printed in October, well ahead of expectations and further evidence that the economic recovery continues. Rather perversely, both bonds and equities went up on the announcement. There are times when investors regard all news, whether good or bad, as a reason to buy. Understanding that this is where we are in the cycle of fear and greed is important. What then will derail markets? The most likely candidate is when central banks impose significantly higher interest rates on the financial system. Investors seem to have concluded that in the absence of an unexpected accident, this isn't going to happen in the foreseeable future, and so continue to buy into any short-term dips. All of which brings me to what the Bank of England did last week and why the pound's international value declined. In last week's diary, I broke one of the rules that has stood me in good stead over the years. Wait for the decision and never comment on what central banks say they will do. Based on the hints emerging from Threadneedle Street in recent weeks, investors, both domestic and international, were fairly certain that UK base rates were about to be increased. Then, like punxatawney Phil in Groundhog Day, the governor of the Bank of England emerged from his credit crunch and Covid lair, tested the inflation temperature and told us that now was not the right time for action, but maybe soon. Inflation remains a concern, but it is personal, with some more vulnerable to its effects than others. Rising food and energy prices do the most damage and are the hardest to escape. Other items in the inflation index are more discretionary and so avoidable. Commodity prices are important, But what is interesting is that many are now well below the high points reached earlier in the year when reopening exuberance was at its peak. A few selected at random, all in US dollar terms. Steel minus 30%, iron ore minus 50%, lumber minus 60%, aluminium minus 20%, zinc minus 15% and nickel minus 10%. Food constituents are also declining pork minus 40%, corn and soybeans minus 30%. After years in hibernation, inflation volatility is rising, but that's not the same as upward only. 
Elsewhere in the financial infrastructure, supposedly dull but safe bond markets are increasingly volatile, whilst risky equities are becoming less so. Several years ago, I asked a distinguished economist to explain the difference between printing money to support the banking system through quantitative easing and unfunded public spending. At the time, the answer left me none the wiser. However, after a decade of QE and two years of COVID-induced spending, the difference is becoming clearer. Central bankers are a fairly homogeneous crowd. They have similar educational backgrounds and they all know each other. Pumping money into the banking system run by a similarly homogeneous group has resulted in oceans of underutilised cash and rising asset prices. In contrast, politicians are a mixed bunch. Personalities, education, intelligence, morality to name but a few differences spring to mind. The pandemic has removed past constraints on their actions and as a result huge amounts of money has been transferred straight to people, bypassing the boring bankers. Collectively, we are now spending at least some of this, which is why demand is up at a time when supply is still suffering from COVID strains on the system. The end result is less predictable and more volatile. As US headline inflation heads towards 6%, this transition to higher volatility is a concern as policy mistakes by central banks and governments are more likely as the amplitude of change increases. Let's hope they don't buy high and sell low. No diary next week.